0: Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message job they did, didn't they? I am so proud this morning. Good morning. So good to see everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I told the earlier service that this was the best Mother's Day gift, getting to see Kayla and Misty um, bring the word this morning with such clarity and confidence from a life well lived. Um, They've both been here for a long time and a lot of their spiritual formation happened here and they are daughters of this house and that is like the best gift this morning. So let's give them a hand again. You know, when we planned today, um, we were in a room chatting, and we we're like, okay, like, all three of us, and we'll just, we'll just all go for 10 minutes, and we thought that was a good idea. Um, and it is actually really hard just to get up here and talk for 10 minutes. Um, my husband looked at my notes, and he's like, Janelle, this is like 35 minutes of content. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to squeeze it into 10 minutes. Watch me. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to jump right in. Yeah, that's right. We're going to jump right in. Um, my message is entitled, Mothering Greatness. Mothering greatness. I think every mother wants to raise great children and be a mother of great humans that goes on to impact the world. And we're going to take a small peek into one of the greatest moms in the Bible. And chances are you probably have never heard her name, but she mothered three incredible children. Miriam, who was the first prophetess, the first female prophetess of the nation of Israel. Aaron, who was the first high priest of Israel, and Moses, who was a deliverer and a national leader of Israel. Her name was Jochebed. And this story takes place during a very, very dark time for the Hebrew children. They had been enslaved for for about 400 years, generation upon generation upon generation of slavery. And if things weren't already bad enough, the Hebrew, uh, the Pharaoh, the Egyptian Pharaoh that was overseeing them was starting to get nervous because even in the midst of their oppression, God was blessing and prospering the Hebrews as he does with his children, no matter how bad things get. And he was multiplying them and they were growing. And this um, Pharaoh was getting nervous because he knew that one day, they um, would rise up and revolt, and he wouldn't be able to control them anymore. So this pharaoh um, decreed that every male son born from that day forward of the Hebrew children was to be taken immediately and thrown into the Nile and killed. And he charged all of the midwives that would come to help the Hebrew women deliver their children that if the baby was born born a male, it was their job to take that baby and throw them into the Nile, or they would be killed. And so it's in this really dark, scary time that Jacobed finds herself pregnant, and she doesn't know if it's a boy or a girl. She's already has two other children. She delivers this baby, and it's a boy, and she has to decide what she's going to do. And I'm going to read you from Exodus 2, 1 through 10. It'll be on the screen behind me. It says, now a man from the house of Levi went and took his wife, a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. And when she could hide him no longer, she took him, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch, and she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe in the river, and while her ye- her young women walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servants to take it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew's children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and then when the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. It's a pretty crazy story, and we're going to dig into it a little bit, and I just wanted to share with you this morning three prayers Um, Of a mother, three prayers of a parent that I have taken from this story. And this is three prayers that I have prayed um, for all my life as I've been raising my kids. My oldest daughter is about to be 17, so I've been a mom a little bit longer than Kayla and Misty. And um, what is so beautiful and powerful about these is that whether you're a parent in here or you're not a parent, whether you have kids or you don't ever want to have kids or you haven't had them yet, these are prayers that you can pray over your own life in just about any situation. So, we're going to go back to the scripture, and it says, The woman conceived and bore a son, and she saw that he was a fine child, and she hid him for three months. Now, every mother thinks that their baby is the most beautiful baby they've ever seen um, as soon as it gets handed to you, right? Something crazy happens, and our, our brains are scrambled, and we look at this little wiggly, gooey wrinkly baby um, And we think it's beautiful. I did not think this would happen to me because I had seen friends babies before and I just don't think Newborns are that cute and I was like, I'm gonna be objective when I see my baby Um, And they handed Vivian to me and she had like one eye like Glued shut and she was all puffy and wrinkly and it happened to me. I was like this is baby is beautiful So this is not what is happening in this story though. It says a woman conceived and bore a son, and she saw that he was a fine child. And that word isn't just like she, she got mushy over her baby. It actually means she saw this baby was different. She saw this baby was special. She saw this baby had purpose and divine destiny on him. God anointed her sight. God gave her vision. God allowed her to see something instead of that little wiggly, mushy mass of newborn baby and see into the future and know that he had called this baby for something special. And so my first prayer that I want to share with you today that I pray all the time is God anoint my vision. Anoint my eye as a mom. Give me vision, help me to see beyond the natural. Help me to be able to look at these children and every phase and every season and everything that they're going through and understand what it is that you are doing in their lives and what it is that you have called them to do. You know, as even as they get older, when they're babies, it's good to do and, and every phase is good to do. And then when you have teenagers and they're starting to become independent and you're starting to see things in them as they're making their own choices, it's so important to ask God to help you to see what he is doing in them beyond attitudes, beyond choices, beyond the way that they're choosing to go. God, help me to see what you have set apart this kid to do. Proverbs 22, 6, we love to quote this scripture. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Kind of like, we, it makes it sound like it's a promise that if we do everything right, they're going to be okay. But that's actually not what that scripture means. In the Amplified, this is what it says. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That means, ask God to give you vision to see your kids' individual gift and bent, to see what it is that he's purposed for them, to see what it is that he might be calling them to, and steward that and help them to grow in that thing so that they can fulfill the purposes of God's. And if we can't do that, if we can't see their bents, if we can't see their unique calling, and so we need God to anoint our vision and help us to see what he sees when he looks into, when he looks at our children. The next thing that I want you to take note from this story was that Jacobed was very strategic. This story says that when she could keep this little baby no longer hidden any longer, she um, made a, put him in a basket, and she covered it. It's like tar that she covered it with so that it would float, and also so it would keep the insects away from her baby. And she put her baby in the shallow part of the Nile among the reeds and it just so happened to be at the time when Pharaoh's daughter was coming out to bathe and it just so happened to pass by Pharaoh's daughter as she was doing that and Miriam just so happened to be there to ask the Pharaoh's daughter if she could go find somebody to nurse the baby and that's too many coincidences for me i believe Jacobed was very strategic i believe she studied the river i believe she studied the current I believe she studied the timing, and she knew exactly what she was doing, and she got this divine strategy from God. We don't come up with that kind of stuff on our own. And my second prayer, and probably the prayer I pray the most often, is reveal your strategy because we need divine strategy to raise our children. We need to study the currents of our culture. We need to know the times that we're living in. We need to understand the environments that we're releasing our children into. We can't just send them off unprepared without knowing what we're sending them off into. Romans twelve two says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. In the message version, it says, Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. And parents, we have to think, you know, often we'll tell our kids just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that you get to do it. But then we do the same thing and we just get into the flow of the world and get into the current of the world and start doing what everybody else is doing as parents. And we need divine strategy. We have to ask God, how should I be raising these children? What is it that they need in this season? We need wisdom. We need to go to the word for wisdom. We need to pray. We need to get around people that have already done it and done it well and ask them, how do they do it? What did you do we 're not supposed to do this by ourselves. You know in our parenting journey, we have um, done private school we 've done public school we 've done home school we 've done public school again we 've done private school again. We have just kind of sought God's strategy in every season. And we, and it's all come with sacrifice. It hasn't been easy to do any of those things, you know, and there have been times where we've gotten it wrong 100%. Like we didn't, we just didn't pay attention or maybe uh, we're not going to be perfect, you know, but in those moments we haven't been afraid to pivot and just change it up. If I don't like what the environment is producing in my child, I have the authority to change that up. I have the responsibility to change that up. And we haven't been afraid to pivot and maybe look a little schizophrenic sometimes. But we're trying to figure out what it is that God has for our children and and what environment is going to bring the best out of them. And the last prayer from the life of Jacobed is a prayer that... Um, I don't think we ever outgrow. It applies to absolutely everything. It's enlarge my faith. You know, because of Jochebed's bold faith and risky move, she was rewarded. She received her son back, and she got to nurse him for three years while getting paid by the daughter of the man that had ordered him dead. It's crazy. He met her in that place of faith, and he rewarded her. And Hebrews 11 talks about... um, Moses' parents. If you know a little bit about the Bible, Hebrews 11, it's called the Hall of Faith. It's where all the great mothers and fathers of our faith are listed for believing God for insane things, for believing God for impossible things. And they are um, honored in that passage for believing God. And this is what it says about them. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they, when they saw the child was beautiful They were not afraid of the king's edict. You know, his mother must have been so overjoyed to receive him back and to get to spend three years instilling whatever it was that she wanted to instill in him. But when those three years came, she had to give him up for good. And she had to have the faith that his Hebrew identity would remain intact. That he would come to know and worship the one true God while being raised in a culture of idolatry. That he would fulfill his purpose and he actually did. We know through history that it took 80 years, but he actually stepped into his calling as a deliverer of nation and just of a nation. And just like Jochebed, at some point we are gonna have to let our kids go. We actually let them go all the time. You know, first it's kids nursery and that'll send us over the edge sometimes, right? And then it's preschool and then it's middle school and then it's high school and then it's driving and dating and we we get to practice letting them go. But eventually they're going to go, and they're going to make their own choices, and we need the faith that Jacobed had to believe that God is going to sustain them, that what we put in them will be enough. You can tell, I told you I have a 17-year-old, so I'm, <laughs> I am processing what's about to happen, um, <laughs> but look, I love how Hebrews sums up, like, boils down this whole story into one sentence, And It says basically they were unafraid of the king's edict They were unafraid They were unafraid of dying To do what was right They were unafraid of When they saw their neighbors and friends getting their babies tossed into the nile They stood unafraid And they said we're going to do what we feel God is calling us to do And every day as parents we can choose that same thing We can choose fear or faith We can choose trust or worry they both take energy. Fear and worry take as much energy as trust and faith. We get to decide how we channel that and how we, what comes out of our mouth and what is going on in our mind. We can renew our minds and believe God, or we can become paralyzed and crippled by fear. I talk to a lot of mothers who worry. They're worried right now because things are dark, and they are unpredictable, and they feel chaotic, and they wonder what kind of world their children are going to inherit. And I want to tell you, you're not the first mothers to struggle with that. As we see, this was thousands of years ago. And you have the same choice that Jacob did, to choose faith, to believe God. So we need to ask God to enlarge our faith, to remind us of all the times he's been faithful in the past, to believe that he loves our kids more than we do and that his purposes will stand. You know, I shared with you a moment ago that Moses was 80 when he finally stepped into his calling. And I don't know if Jochebed was alive to see that. They lived a lot longer in those days. But he stepped into his calling. And she now knows that as she is celebrated in the hall of faith. And whether you get to see it come to pass or not, you stand in faith and you believe what God has said about your family, what he showed you when he anointed your eyes, what he showed you when he revealed strategy and you obeyed and you believe that he's better than you think he is, because he is. I just want to pray for you right now and bless you, all the moms to be, all the moms that are, all the moms that wish they were our hearts are with you this morning, and I, and I know God is with you this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you that your word says that you lead those with child gently. And I thank you, Father, for just coming alongside every every worried mother, every scared mother right now, just infusing her with courage and with faith to stand, to believe your word, to not be tossed around by what's happening in the world thank you for an infusion of faith and courage this morning in jesus name amen
1: hey hun stay in with me for a second yeah. wasn't that come on let's give her a hand let's give our other two a hand that was anointed that was powerful those beautiful beautiful words um, and that was 35 minutes of content. You, you didn't do it at 10 minutes. I told you you couldn't.
0: I did it the first time.
1: But you did great. Okay. I, I got to say that. Hey, um, in all seriousness, uh, I, I really feel led of the Lord right now to declare promises over children and grandchildren. And uh, I, I'd like to take the time right now for us to, to pray and for you to stand in agreement uh, over your children, and over your ch- grandchildren, the children to come. Uh, let's believe God right now. Come on, let's let's take this moment, this time, and let's secure by the Spirit and by faith that what God speaks over our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, what God says will come to pass. And every trap that the enemy lays will be revealed. That we'll see it in the spirit, that we'll see it, the strategy, that we'll be able to pray in and through those things. Now What you guys see up here, you see a a semi-finished product. I know God's still working on me, but what you don't see is the kid that was a mess as a teenager. You don't see the suicidal dark place that I was in at 21. You don't see the guy who wanted to give up and who wrestled over the years with all kinds of things, right? I mean, a suit jacket makes me look pretty good, I got to admit. But reality is God knows what's on the inside. And here's the thing. The enemy knows where to strike and when to strike and how to strike. He's had the same strategy for years. He tempted Jesus. He wants to tempt us. He wants to bring us out of the truth of who God says we are and bring us into the snare of what this world tells us we are. And we got to stand firm in faith. So if you just want to declare promises over your children and your grandchildren right now, even if you don't have them yet, let's stand right now together come on just stand where you are let's just lift our hands to god and i'd like you to pray too And let's just declare over them and i want you speaking out loud remember when you showed up here today you didn't come just to hear a service have an experience you had an appointment with god and god met you here and he wanted to say something to you he wanted to give you hope for the children that you lead the children that you're responsible for then the children that'll come into your path sometimes kids will come they're not your children but they're your spiritual children the people God sends to you, for you to impact them, for you to pour life into them. Come on, let's lift our hands and let's just give them to God. Father, we declare the promise of God over our children, over our grandchildren, over our great-grandchildren. We pray, God, that you would reveal your strategies for them. Lord God, your purpose in them. Lord, bring clarity in Jesus' name. We come against the plan of the enemy to confuse and distort and tempt and break and destroy our children and grandchildren we take authority right now in jesus name by the spirit of god and we declare the promise of god we declare purpose over them we believe right now god that you are securing by our faith we stand in the purpose of god over their life in jesus name
0: Father, we just thank you that when our children turn to the left or to the right, they're going to hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. Father God, we thank you that they are the head and not the tail. Father God, we thank you that no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name and they will step into purpose and destiny and calling every single thing that you have for them, Lord. Nothing will be stolen or taken from them. In Jesus' name, we ask that you would shower them with wisdom, Father God, and that you would them into an encounter with your love like never before, that they would be a generation that is transformed by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church, or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.